Upland Nomads are brought to you by Kuga Vest, a vest that provides serious protection for your dog. Fit and Fetch Outdoors, a CBD dog chew that is made to improve performance and decrease any unwanted stress on your dog's body. We are also brought to you by Mossy Oak Sport Dog, a line of products meant to keep your canine clean and clean smell. Welcome to the Upland Nomads Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Upland Nomads Podcast. I'm Mike and I'm joined here as always with Wyatt. It has been a while since we have filmed recorded or done anything with our podcast besides Wyatt working on our Instagram page here uh today's going to be all about our 2022 and even into 2023 season recap for upland hunting this fall so Wyatt why don't you start out with talking about what we did this summer so we just want to apologize for not getting new content out there I say we got we're with some pretty busy lives so I say I would do uh some construction type work in the summer, so I'm not around. And Michael also does some of the same work. And and Michael had a kid, so and I got married, so we're we were just too busy. And then we just got into bird hunting, and we just did not have the time we to sit down and film a podcast because at eight o'clock would roll around every night and be like, "What the heck are we doing here?" <laughs> I think we're I want to go to bed. bed. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Yep. <laughs> no, we started up. Well, I got married uh, end of May, and two weeks later, I got another bird dog, so I got Cash, another German short hair pointer, and he's been uh, he's been very good. He's he's a little weird, but <laughs> he's got his own personality. That's for sure. Uh, him and Riggs do not have the same personality. That is that's for sure. And Cash is a no offense to Cash, but he's a little bit different. But I think that makes him who he is kind of makes it fun to be around kind of the weird things and the weird videos that you send me sometimes of what he's doing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. But like but, today, like today, he was just sitting with the back patio door open, staring for like 20 minutes out into the park across the street. <laughs> Never left. Just sat there. But no, he's a good dog. He's he's smart. He's just, and actually, this past weekend in South Dakota, he started to figure out the whole bird dogging thing. So that was fun to see. Yeah, we started in, or not we, I should say you, but I guess I was kind of there too, on training when he was pretty young with those pigeons. When we bought those pigeons for them, how old was he when you did that? I think we were doing like, he was like just right after we got him, like two and a half, three months. It had to have been about two months because I think we took him out to Montana when he was only four months old. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, he was pretty young there, pretty small. He was about the size of my dog. Now, it's not the size of my dog anymore. No, but, no, uh, he's big. At that he's, point, he was. <laughs> he's big dog now. Uh, well, you could tell from the first time that we took him out training that he had that drive, that kind of predator instinct to find the birds and go after them. Oh yeah, he uh, he likes to go after them maybe not give them back to you or maybe not point them right away but he liked no, to get them. He, he liked to get them <laughs> but he gave say, keep away. and he does not have a soft mouth we'll say that that's true he's gotten better though he did give him he did just hold a couple of roosters 
he played keep away from all the other puppies this past weekend, but <laughs> he did get the bird back somewhat. Somewhat. It wasn't eatable condition this time. Edible condition. So, <laughs> well, that's good news. Um, we also had a little kind of fun experience with that too because we went out twice training. The one time was with just pigeons. But yeah. The second time we brought out, we bought some chuckers from a guy from the area and. What, yeah, we ended up was... losing one because it flew out of the cage when we were trying to grab it. We lost two. We lost two. That's Three. what it was. Three. <laughs> well, the one, the one didn't it like fly away and we didn't get it. Or did three actually fly out of the trap and we were trying to grab it? Yeah, three got out when we were trying to trap it. But Tim, my brother, and I, well, we took the rigs back out into my father-in-law's beet field. And rigs went on point. We sh- shot that one. So... Oh, that's right. But then, then two, li- two lived at the farm for uh, quite a while until I took him out the last couple times I was there by Christmas. So yeah, I was going to say, you sent me the picture of the one. You're like, I found the chucker. I'm like, what? It stayed there for that long? Oh, yeah, this is two, crazy. Two of them lived there from, what, beginning of August to middle of December and just were there. Just living their life, I guess, in the flatlands. And, and it hasn't been a very nice winter for them, so... No, it hasn't. I was wondering, maybe they just were hanging out with the partridge that were. Could have been. There's a lot of snow this winter, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, the the pigeon. That was like our first time. It was my first time doing pigeon work. We got Same. pretty decent trying to take them out of the cage. Yeah, that was kind of cool because you had the two traps, the the foot trap for you for the pointers, and then you had the one that had the string attached. So you could, when Willow came up on it, because she's a flusher, you could kind of just pull it, and what that string was. 50 feet long or something, so you're able to actually hide from her a little bit, so she didn't know yeah. where the trap was, but you know, that was really good work for her, too. No, it was just nice to, because those pigeons are so smelly, it was nice to see, or like be able to see the dog work fast, like you can see it catch on a scent and, yeah. and be able to work that bird. Chuckers were fun, I think it was a, the dog struggled with it for just a little bit because they're not chucker around here to get yep. enough, but yeah, but they, we they figured it out. Yeah, but we didn't just train our dogs when we were there because all three of us when that were there, me, you, and Tim, all got new guns this summer. Oh yeah, we all did. So we got a little practice shooting that. Why don't you tell everybody what you got? Well, I got a CZ twenty gauge. I actually didn't have my gun the whole time. My first time I had my gun was when we got out to Montana. Oh, that's so right, was, didn't you have to you ordered it right yeah i didn't yeah. come in and my brother tim got a side by side 20 gauge a, C, a cz as well and that sucker was nice but he did not shoot good that weekend but he sure shot he outshot us both in montana that's true he did shoot really well in montana with that gun now that side by side when i held it i'm like i don't know if i could ever i wasn't comfortable but he loved it I actually, well, I shot at the one weekend after you left. I shot it on the last bird side because he was missing. So I was like, well, let me see that sucker, see if it works for me. It did. But <laughs> it was, it's actually, so I think next year my plan is to go the route you went, but in side by side in a 28 gauge. Oh, yeah. Got you hooked on the 28 gauge. It's a nice, everybody. it's, it's a nice little gun. I tell you what, I went out and picked up a, a used one at Shields for a couple hundred bucks only. And it was a, it's a Mossberg SA-28. So it's a semi-automatic 28 gauge. 
And holy crap, that sucker is light. It's got zero recoil when you fire it, so you can stay on target. I mean, I'm still a horrible shot, but it was way more fun <laughs> to shoot than the pump 12 gauge I had for uh, at a Winchester SXP like waterfowl edition. So that sucker was heavy. It was what, a whole different world. And what you shot everything from partridge, sharp tail, all the way to pheasants with that 28 gauge, right? Yep, exactly. I shot, I think when we were in Montana, I was using a seven and a half shot, and I'd easily took down both Sharpies and Hans. I think and then that's when I, my main goal. I think that's my main plan with my when I get the 28 gauge is just to kind of use it for Sharpies and Huns. And I don't know, I'll still keep my my 12 gauge, but probably just for some late season roosters. But I used my 20 gauge for the last two weekends here in, or in South Dakota. So, yeah, well, I think that was kind of the one problem I ran into. Now, some of the shots I think were good, but found out that later in the season as you go just like with every gun but with that 28 yeah. gauge especially i had to go into heavier shot loads so i was putting out more lead and go down to like five shot four shot yeah to knock down those roosters late in the season no i could yeah. still knock them down but kind of took some tinkering with is a little different than just grabbing something with the 12 gauge and throwing it in right i didn't use my 12 gauge as much as i thought i would this year i kind of fell in love with 20 I did not even take my 12 gauge out once this year. It was in my garage the whole time. Well, I did. I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like going back, just like into our start of the season, we started out super early. We crossed off a new state this year. Like we said we were going to, we went to Montana. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. We had a blast. It was the drive out there was long. Once I had a wedding on Friday night. And I picked my brother up, my brother was with me, but we picked Michael up at like midnight. Yeah, midnight, maybe a little after. And drove all the way out to northeast Montana and got there. And we I said to Tim, because I saw I had like an hour left. I was like, I gotta stop driving a little fall asleep. And so Tim took over and I was like, just stop here and we'll just sleep. So I think we had we were gonna go right at like sun up, I think, right when yep. we could shoot. It was like 5 30 in the morning or something like that. It was early. But it was also supposed to be like 90 degrees outside. So yeah, so we had to get going early because we didn't it got warm quick. It did get warm quick, and we didn't want to put dogs in situations where no heat heat stroke would be a factor. But we got there. And we pulled up on a two-track road right off the highway, and we're just, like, starting to fall asleep, and some guy pulls up right next to us just to make sure, just to check and make sure we're all right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's a good old guy making sure, huh? Just some older farmer checking (laughs) to make sure that we didn't have any vehicle problems. No, we're just sleeping there so we can be the first ones in the spot in the morning, because we slept, what, right next to the... Little sign in area for the block right management next, or whatever. Yeah, right next to the check in box. <laughs> <laughs> we did, and we walked that place and did have quite a few birds on it, but we, we missed some. I mean, I I shot really bad that weekend. So, oh, no, we did see quite a few birds on that one, but I feel like well, a lot of them got up early too. A lot of pheasants, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of partridge, though. Yeah, that was a long walk. Yeah, it was we, a long walk. I'm going to say, make sure you bring two vehicles when you go to Montana. <laughs> yeah, so you can have one drive you back, so you have to walk that whole thing back. Or do a piece where you can 
you can find like a you can work your way around and f- get your way back to the truck. But but it was definitely warm. Like what was it? I think every day we were there is in the nineties. Yeah, and it was warm. You basically walked what you could in the morning until it started getting warm and drove around, found shade for the dogs, kept the vehicle moving so they got the wind they needed to stay cool in the back. Yeah, we, even had, we had fans going for the dogs. Fans going. We took turns every once in a while. The dog would just sit in the cab with us, so it's in the AC. Yeah, I'll say, especially <laughs> after we walked a piece. Yep. And there was times, too, where it would, like, the one day, we, the one day where we didn't super well, it got really cloudy, and the wind picked up a little bit, so it wasn't... Like it was still in the 80s, but it didn't feel that warm. So, yeah, it felt like about 15 degrees cooler when that sun yeah. went away. It only went away for a little while. Let it rain too for a little bit, I think. Yeah, it like it was like a half an hour little cloud rainstorm type thing. That's about it. Yeah, there was no shortage of any birds on the prairie in Montana. No, there's a lot of sharpies. A lot of sharpies, that out. A lot of partridge. A lot of pheasants. A heck of a lot of pheasants. A lot of pheasants. Oh. It was good. It was good for work for the dogs. So it was just to have that many bird contacts. But even that work with Huns because my dogs don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of Huns around here, or not this side of North Dakota. But yeah, not as many. No, kind of like well, a pocket covey here and there almost. No, but you could see it work out throughout the season because started to hold, get smarter about the Huns. Yep. Not try to be right on top of them, but no, all, all that man. The worst part about that was we had to like stay in the pickup because we tented. <laughs> yep. So it was it even cool. warmer in that tent. It got to about fifty-five at night, but well, and we the one night we saw the northern lights. That was pretty cool. That was cool. We were sipping beers and yeah, cool. And that was the first nights. time living up here. It's the first time I've ever seen the northern lights. I've seen them when I was living close to Canada. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty sight. I, I took a bunch of pictures. I sent back home to my wife. <laughs> well, and the one guy, the one guy was uh, that we visited with in uh, camp. He was from Missouri. Yep. And he came to our campground and we were talking about the Northern Lights. And he was like, "What? The Northern Lights were out last night?" <laughs> we're like, "Yeah." We showed him a picture, and he was like, "What the heck? I'm like, never see those things again." <laughs> I'm just gonna invite him back up. Probably will. It really well. It was a good time. We kind of got lucky with our camp spot we found there too, because it was like the last one in the campground, basically. Right. So we got this whole big grassy area actually to put up our tent and trees to shade it. Yeah, for it being as full as it was. Yeah, we really never saw another group of hunters besides. Yeah, we never really saw another group out hunting. Yeah, except yeah, that one time when uh, Tim and I were out, we took rigs real quick on that one short walk where we saw. Oh yeah. That one. And then I think there was that same guy that pulled up, wasn't it? Yep. That was, about, that was about the only hunters we saw. Travis, I think his name was. Travis. Yeah. The uplanded. Yeah. So he came over some beers. Yeah, but overall, I think we had a, had a pretty solid weekend. Yeah, for three days of hunting, which we did pretty well. That is the one nice thing about Montana, too, though, is they got the three day. You can get a 72-hour license. So. Yeah, and it doesn't break the bank either. No. Like, after... After that, I never really went to any. I didn't go anywhere else after Montana. Other than just kind of around or what? I just went right around, just right around the area. Yeah, I kind of did and, the same thing. Yeah, I hunted with my brother, hunted with a couple of coworkers, hunted with a coworker from work and myself quite a bit, trying to wrangle in a new puppy. 
Oh, he didn't. He did get his first point out in uh, Montana. That's right. Uh, my brother got the shoot the bird, though, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and your brother had the opportunity of racing him to the bird, but I think Riggs beat him there anyway, didn't he? Yeah, I think Riggs actually beat him to the bird. <laughs> there was a couple times though he gave us. He brought some. I have video of him grabbing a couple partridge from like our first day out there. Oh like yeah. Our, or like nine covey partridge find. Oh yeah. Yep. And we're like, it was close to noon, and her dogs were about dying. Yep, we're like, it got hot we, real quick when we were walking there. Yeah. yeah, it got hot real quick. And we only we only walked about half of that, not even. Yeah, we that first we time went, we went back the next day and we got a couple. But yeah, but I kind of did the same sharp tail and hunt hunting. It was kind of just around the area when I could get out and. I ended up shooting just a couple more sharpies and I got one hunt and could have shot more, but there's cows. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't shoot those. <laughs> that's that's one big bird with four yeah. legs that moves. Tastes but, uh, good though. <laughs> tastes good. <laughs> yeah. I swear it was a hunt when it got up. Yeah, no, I was I say it went quick. I say, but there was plenty of birds around. I thought I didn't see many in the summer and then season came and that was i found birds all over the place lots of hunts a lot of the areas i tried to hunt too were actually still they're even hayed this year again you could you could see the sharpies out there but there's no way you're getting to them they'd see you half a mile away and fly yeah but that's it yeah i'm kind of rolling into pheasant season yep that was uh michael didn't join us because he got his first wedding anniversary so that's right that's important it is important. But so is uh, crushing beers with the boys. Actually, we didn't crush many beers. We were like all sick. <laughs> we all had like uh, colds, except for the except for Sal's dad and his uncle and his grandpa and their friend. All the older guys, they were totally fine. Everybody else like couldn't breathe. And uh, but we didn't. We did super good out in Southwest North Dakota. It was a lot of fun. A lot of bird contacts. I got to watch my dog around a mile away. Lucky Actually for found you. him. No. Yeah, found him. He just said that he had enough hunting for that day. <laughs> he went back to the pickup. So at least I, at least he went back to the pickup instead of somewhere else. But yeah, it was a, a whole section that we walked. It was the last walk I was going to do before I headed home on Sunday. And I took both dogs out and I had been switching every other just so I can keep my eye on cash. And rigs separately but then that weekend they that day i needed to run together just so they can get one more run in before the end of the day it did not go well we'll say that <laughs> and i say most of the weekend he would be cash would be anywhere but by me so he found that uh, the other dogs were just as cool to hang around but rigs never really leaves my side so we were on the farthest side of the field, and the pickups were all the way on the other side, all the way diagonally across this field. Riggs pointed a couple birds right on the corner of a fence line, and I lost cash. But thank goodness for my GPS, I can see where he's at. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, he's, you know, he's 150 yards away. He's probably like in the middle of a group of guys. That's fine. Okay, he's like 200 yards away. It's still fine. 300 yards away. Okay, he's probably on the other side of all the guys. 
And then it was like 400, 500, 600, 700. And just kept on climbing. And then I was like counting telephone poles. And I was like, well, that's about where the trucks are at. So hopefully he's there. Then I get back and here he crawls out from underneath the pickup. He decided he was done hunting for the day. I mean, it was kind of warm, but. After that trip too, you guys uh, came out and visited me out here in Bismarck. Stayed here for a week in a hunting. It was. We didn't. Uh, I can't say anything. I didn't do it. I had shot like shit that weekend. We did see that. birds though. We did. Everybody else shot some. <laughs> I shot a coyote. That's right. We both did. That thing was acting weird. But yeah, no, well, that was it a, ran into a fence too. But yeah, it did. Uh, but that was a, a good weekend, I think. It was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was we I wish I would have shot a little better. I did shoot good on the shot a little bit on Sunday, but then with Saturday I missed right away. I didn't start out very good when your dog gives you two point two points that were popcorn flushes that I was able to reload for even <laughs> and missed twice again. So yeah, I started off hot. I think both days were like, yeah, we'll go up uh, just a little bit north. And we ended up going way farther north up by Sakakui again. <laughs> yeah, Chase those yeah. pheasants, but it was worth the drive. That's for sure. And got good yeah. dog work. Saw some uh, pronghorn antelope just laying yeah, out in the middle of a black dirt field. Yeah, I did. I didn't know there was many pronghorn around the Bismarck area. Well, yeah, you don't see them often, but apparently I talked to some uh, the people up in Underwood and they said that every once in a while you'll see some antelope either actually about right where we were. They told me somebody's house. I'm like, oh, we weren't too far away from there or just a little bit west of town. Never seen them. I mean, I maybe a couple times I've seen them on the side of the road, I guess, but not regularly where I thought that they would be established there. But overall bird numbers though, in North Dakota this year were phenomenal. They were pretty good. Yeah, even Willow and I's little solo outings out, we saw quite a bit of birds. Yeah, it was it was a little tougher around home, but it wasn't. I was still getting birds on the weekends, but I live in one of those least pleasant populated areas in North Dakota. But I, my uh, hunting competition is very low. <laughs> I don't ever. The only person I usually ever see is my coworker. I was even able to take my uh, my brother in law out on a hunt this this fall. It was his first time ever going out in a hunt, and he didn't buy a license or carry a gun or anything. He just kind of came with me. And I went around the same areas that I usually go and he saw frustrated Michael trying to chase down a bird that I winged and saw it run on the ground and was trying to chase it down and didn't get it. And then he saw probably one of the best pheasant spots I've found so far in the area. And funny thing is, I think I've driven past it, I don't know, four or five times this fall before I actually decided to stop and hunt it because I'd never seen birds around there. We just saw a rooster and two ends sitting on a field next to it and Pulled over the pickup because I knew it wasn't posted land, which in North Dakota, you know, you can hunt unposted private. And it's right across the road from a waterfowl production area. So I pulled over and just kind of see what happens. They flew into the cattails behind me. So I threw the pickup in reverse and backed up down that gravel road. And next thing you know, it's just popcorn birds, probably 30, 40 birds getting out right behind where my pickup's backing up. So I hop out real quick and load up my gun and run in and I shoot a bird. <laughs> And he was he was sitting in the pickup watching me because it was just a quick little walk into the cattail to shoot a bird. And he just sees me shoot again, terrible shot, dropped it, <laughs> dropped my gun in the snow, and he sees me running, waving my hand behind me, saying, Bring the pickup up. And he basically sees me dive into the cattails because that bird was running. And I ended up getting that one. So I think that was <laughs> very uh 
I don't know, a good trip for him to see the, the, the good and the bad and one of his brother-in-law, but he had a good time and I did too. And that was a fun one. I took my first solo trip, just myself and the dogs this year. And it didn't turn out very good. So it was, uh, it was supposed to be a nice weekend, but turned into not being a nice weekend weather-wise. I worked in, I was working at a job in Devil's Lake and I, had the dogs with me and I left from Devil's Lake after lunch and got out to a spot a little bit west of Minot and I shot took one walk and I shot two roosters. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be pretty good. I saw quite a few birds. So I went up to the next day where I had to hunt prior years and it started raining. It wasn't supposed to rain. It rained then it was only supposed to rain for like an hour and then it was supposed to rain till like noon. Then it was supposed to be done and then it didn't stop raining till four o'clock in the afternoon so i ended up scratching out one rooster and one hun in the rain my last walk of that day so that was not ideal then i woke up the next morning to it blowing 60 and snowing so i was like oh this trip can just is just getting better and better welcome to north dakota right (laughs) I think a great gas mileage going home though. I did stop at one more place and shot one hun in like 60 mile an hour winds. Man, can they fly fast? They are like F 18s. <laughs> yeah, lead it by a couple 10 um, feet, huh? 10, 20 feet. No. <laughs> I, I just unloaded the I just unloaded the gun and one dropped. So you also took a nice trip out with your wife too. I did. Wife and I went out to Northwest North Dakota for five days. We both had some time off, finished up working for the season, and and she had a few days off in November. So we said, "Why not?" And she we tried getting her a bird, but it didn't pan out this year. So we're gonna work on her. She wants to work on her clay target this summer, so she can try to get her first pheasant next year or this year. Do you have her uh, shooting that twenty gauge of yours, right? Uh, she was shooting by side by side 410. Oh, nice classic! Yeah, classic. We probably, I think I should probably get her a 20 gauge, but we'll see. Maybe she can use my 20 gauge and I'll use a 28 gauge next year. Since that was a fun trip, right? So now she wants to do it every year and she wants to switch it up, she wants to go different places. So that's like, pretty nice. Know, I'm down with that. Sounds you can like a yearly vacation. Right, you can invite Megan. We'll just they can go shopping on days that they don't want to hunt, and, and we'll go hunting. Right, we'll drop the, your your son off with the grandparents for a couple of days, and uh, he'll be old enough next year. I'll just put some headphones on him and carry him in like one of those little back saddle things. Oh, yeah, I can do that too. Yes, well, you also knocked off a. You also went to a different state here this year. Yeah, I went to Minnesota again. How'd that, that turn out? Just, yeah, no bueno. Yeah, it's it's just. Where my parents are, it's there's it was really good bird numbers this year, but it's just the time I go in Minnesota, it's just not ideal. It's uh, usually I go Thanksgiving weekend because I usually have a long weekend. So, and they're down in the southwest corner, so they get a lot of people from the cities. So it's not it's not the most ideal because every place you go, somebody's already there. The four because you can't hunt until nine o'clock there, and I thought we we finally we went around this big WMA, and I thought we picked out a good spot. And we did pick out a good spot, 
and it was a whole section like it was many sections but from like the next person to us was a whole section all of a sudden like i got the dogs out and i'm pretty much just ready to lock the pickup up and, and all of a sudden there's a caravan of pickups i was like oh that sucks they gotta go find a different spot here they park like 200 yards away from us and get out and start walking and i was like well they're probably they're probably walking the same way we're gonna walk like well, I should not. They walked the same way we were going to walk, and we were walking right back into them. I was like, you knew we walked this way. Which way do you think we were going to come back? I mean, there was three. Yeah, so I was trying to find a spot that somebody wasn't at, and then somebody was coming in right behind you as you... Yeah, I have a very similar story this fall, too, actually. Usually where I hunt, though, you don't, like kind of like you on the eastern side, like there's hunters around, but you don't usually have to compete for spots. Right. But I was walking a, like a dried-up little creek bed, for some pheasants and i was walking and it wasn't like i was far away from the roads like you could see clearly see a guy with an orange little backpack vest walking through cattails and his dog running around and i'm walking i was walking from east to west and this guy drove up to the western part of the it's kind of a little half section and the creek kind of went across the whole thing and he pulled up on the western side of this little creek bed and started walking it towards me and i'm like what are you doing so i just walked on out cut across the field went back to my pickup like, I ain't going to deal with getting shot at if a bird gets up by him or worrying about is a bird cleared, clearing him if he gets up in front of me to shoot at him. But I'm like, like, whatever, go find yeah. the spot that's half a mile away. There's another plot over there. But I had another one like that, too. It was a bad string of luck. It was before I actually went to Minnesota. It was deer hunting in North Dakota, but I went to, it was like middle of the week. I went to a spot and thought I hadn't. I checked the corners where you could park, like where a person could park. And I was like, okay, no, no vehicles. So I'm good to go. All of a sudden I'm like, it's an 80 acre piece. And I'm like all the way down. And I'm starting to cut back, trying to make my way, make my realms back to the pickup. All of a sudden Riggs goes on point and I see a guy walking in with his bow right in my line of fire. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. And, and I sat there and the guy was just like was not moving. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. But anyway, Huns get up, can't shoot, super pissed off. Walk back. I didn't see. I had some Sharpies get up about 100 yards in front of me, but couldn't shoot. Hear this kid. Like, I'd get back to my pickup and this kid's walking back. I thought he was probably carrying a rifle. Here he gets back and he's carrying a bow. It's like an hour before sun, sunset. I was solemn. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Walking in right now. <laughs> to deer hunt. But whatever. I shake my head sometimes. We also had a uh, little ending bit here. A very successful and very interesting final trip to South Dakota here in January. A lot of snow. A lot of birds. And I'm going to repeat a lot of snow because one of us, I'm not naming any names. But it was probably me and Sal got stuck on a minimum maintenance road in a big drift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was probably about what hour and a half before sunset. Yeah, something like that. Why did you text each when you texted me? Yeah, because and we got stuck before that too, because we were we were probably trying to dig it out for about 45 minutes before we texted you. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure out spots we could hunt for like the next day and that, but and just seeing if we could hop out and do a quick walk and find some birds. They say we had luck in the morning. 
No, I mean, that's what we were. I did. We were trying to do that too because we saw birds down there, and I did too. I, I, just, on, uh, I just, I just saw the road and didn't want to go down the road. <laughs> well, I looked at the drift right away. I'm like, "There's tracks. We'll be fine." Then we get to this hill, and I'm like, eh. "We're like, we sure we should go down this?" And I'm like, "Well, we kind of we both looked and like, well, there's tracks. I think if we hit it hard enough, we'll be fine." And we got about five feet from the end of this big drift and just phew, halted to a stop. We're like, "Dang it!" And then called me. Pull? Yep. I had my tow. I had a tow rope, but I was not gonna. My, it was my only vehicle, and we were twenty miles from town. So I was like, ah, I'm not even gonna chance it. We're gonna try out the track, see if we can get a farmer. So we tried knocking a few doors. No luck. Nobody's home. <laughs> tried calling another guy. He was in Florida. Tow company said they ain't even gonna touch it with drifts on the road. So <laughs> company said the record is not gonna touch it with drifts. <laughs> so luckily. We had the car salesman with us, and he was able to get a farmer to get another farmer to come pull us out. Yeah, and that tractor made ease of it. Just shoved all the snow out of the way with the bucket on the front, and just pulled it right out. Except Sal had it and put it in uh, in park. They were headed in. Yeah, uh, he had the parking brake on on accident. Parking brake on. <laughs> and he's like, because he was giving her gas. I'm like, those wheels are not spinning. That's not a yeah. good sign. Well, no, that was not good. I was hoping like. The differential didn't go out or something. And... Yeah, but I guess it was just a parking brake, so it turned out nice. <laughs> that that yeah. tractor was just pulling and pulling, and it was like South <laughs> pickup was trying to fight it. <laughs> tractor driver was like, "It'd have been a little bit easier if I uh, had some help trying to get out of this." <laughs> and I say Michael took off for home and missed a heck of a beat down on the pheasants. So after that, I took off and pick up my wife and son, and so we can get back to watch the Vikings game. And he got a nice picture of a limit picture. Yep, I did later. On but, some January roosters. We were done by noon. It was kind of nice. We were back. I was back home for the end of the Vikings game, Suddenly enough. Rest in peace to the 2022 season. Can't deal with that when you're a Vikings fan. The highs, the yeah. lows, the heartbreak. Great. It's always next year. We'll tell ourselves that. Yep. Oh, but overall, that was a fun trip, too. Yeah, there was a lot of birds out there. A lot of birds, a lot of snow. But Mm -hmm. if you were willing to walk, you were gonna find birds. Yeah, because what that first walk we did on Saturday, we walked. It was a full section. It was a mile. Yep, full mile. But it wasn't. It was bad at times, and then like if you hopped out on the ice, it wasn't bad. Or if you found a deer trail that happened to go the way you're going, it wasn't bad. Right, and then all of a sudden you'd come to a fork in the road and you'd take the deer trail and it wasn't the right one to go on. It ended. Yeah, but I think it took us, what, two and a half hours to walk that whole thing, but... Yeah. We saw a lot of birds. We probably should have, like, went back and walked the side that Mitch cut over on, too, because he shot birds on that side. Should have shot more, but... Yeah, but it was only him and his dog that was older. The following weekend I had... We we're supposed to have our family hunting trip that we take every year to Western North Dakota, but with the snow, we were supposed to go right before Christmas, and that area got hit with like another twelve inches of snow. So we decided not to go, and then we decided at Christmas time we we're going to go to South Dakota, barring how well we did ourselves did the weekend prior. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked my cousins like, "Well, how did you do?" And I was like, "Well, we did pretty good, and considering like." I was like, and there was like only three, four guys at times hunting. So 
I was like, if we had more guys, I think we'd do just fine. Well, so we went back the next weekend, and little did I know that they got four inches of snow over the week. So all the deer trails that we walked the weekend before were like filled in. But we ended up uh, walking one of the same pieces that uh, we walked the prior Saturday, and I put two of my cousins on one side, and there was four of us on the other. And they, well, they did really good. They shot seven. I think they shot seven. No, they shot five roosters. Five roosters. And I ended up shooting one. We had seen like 30 or 40 hens to two roosters on our side. We just kept on saying, if they're just, we're just a different color. Well, that was the ratio when we were there, too. It feels like when we uh, were in town where you couldn't shoot them, the ratio was three roosters to one hen. But when you went out to where you tried to hunt them, it was 30, 40 to one. It wasn't like that the next, it wasn't like that the next day though. We hadn't, it was like, we couldn't get a hen to pop up in front of us, which was fine. <laughs> but, but it's also a good sign when you see all those hens. Right. And the, when opening up the crop, like on the birds, like the birds were not hurting for food and they had plenty of corn in the crop and they had plenty of fat on the bodies. So that's good to see. Yeah. So hopefully weather stays stable enough and the birds are make, gonna make it out with like a decent winter. I say there's still plenty of cover in those cattails. They uh can they make life rough on the dogs yep. being able to run around underneath the cattails. Well, Will was able to do that too for a little bit, but she'd get lost so easy. I had no idea where she was. I had, about half the time we were walking until I thought saw snow starting to fall from the top of some cattails in front of me. We had I had both the boys on point underneath a snowbank <laughs> last weekend, and I couldn't see them, but they were right next to my cousin. I was like, it says like twenty four feet to your left, and so he walks over and he's all of twelve, <laughs> and he goes, I can't see him. I was like, okay, I'm trying to like walk around. And I was like, I think they're like right here in the snowbank. And here, out of the side of the snowbank, comes a hen just crawling out for her life. And then the boys still, the bird was gone. The boys still had no clue. So they're just still in there. And like, well, I waited a while to see if there's another bird that would come out. Well, that was basically our season. And now with this one coming to the end, we got to start planning for next season. Right. I think Montana's definitely on my mind again. I think Montana's on my mind too, and I think South Dakota's on my mind again too. Yeah, you guys got another week in South Dakota. I used mine up. Yep. It's kind of nice that I can push that over to next fall too. But I'm definitely going to buy another one because that was a good time. Yeah, it was. Also, I have a goal or to-do list, bucket list item, I guess you can say, where I want to knock off a new state. I don't know what. Mm. I don't know if going oh. down to Nebraska and what, they got some bobwhites in Nebraska chasing some of that? I think that'd be fun. I think I might try to chase quail in Kansas or something like that next year. That or Nebraska. Well, we know I'm a sure. place. We know somebody who could scout Nebraska for us. He lives there now. He'll be married. He. Ah, that's true. He'll be married then. He might be in Denver. That's right. We'll have but, to keep on talking about our plan, and we'll keep you guys updated on whatever we plan to do. And sure. why you got anything else to say? No, just that I want to cross the sage grouse off the list next year. Oh, that's right. And you can do that out in Montana. Yeah, we can. A little bit farther of a drive, but yeah. I think oh, that... we, I think I'd like to do that before I'm not able to anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
think that'd be a fun time. I was like, I think we can still get Sharpies and Huns in the same area, but maybe more Sharpies than Huns, but might be more walking than seeing birds. So might be. That's all right. It's always good to stay in shape. <laughs> right. Well, got to get on that. Yeah. Oh, me too. No more bush lattes. Well, you can't say that. Those are good for you. Healthy yeah. calories. Couple a night keeps the doctor away. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Upland Nomads podcast. Uh, I know it's been a long wait, so we apologize for that. And hopefully, we can get back into a more uh, regular schedule and be able to put out some more episodes for you guys in this upcoming spring and summer. So again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm.